you know, we're going to pop in for Shaman on Mondays. Y'all know we usually go So let's get it going, man. I'm glad everybody had an eventful, an eventful Father's Day. And let's 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 get it going. Let's have some positive discussion today. Okay, so today I know the topic is unresolved issues. You know, we all have them. So I start off by saying, you know, unresolved issues are a touch is are a touchy topic. So many people, for so many people, because they are issues that surface when we least expect it. They are undetected, they go undetected for years. Unresolved issues don't care about your economic standings, race, your sexuality, your age, no agenda. They are leeches. Their primary job is to devour your hope, kill your faith, and leave you a cynic. Well, today we're gonna to discuss unresolved issues in hopes to encourage people to start tackling them. So, you know, we do what we do so we can start off with Asking y'all, when y'all think of unresolved issues, what do y'all think of? You know, we're going to do what we normally do. Yeah, I guess it's those types of situations where uh, you think that it that, that it's not going to make or break the relationship, so you just move past it. That's when you uh, agree to disagree, so to, so to say. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and it's the little things that kind of chip away at the armor of the relationship over time. You know what I'm saying? Each each unresolved issue becomes more of a tool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We roll with that. Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? What would you That's say? That's basically what issues are, stuff that you don't actually come to a resolution or conclusion about. You just kind of brush past it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's definitely why you're in a relationship. What about you, Darrell? I mean, uh, first of all, can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can Yeah, I mean, coming for me, I feel like it's one of those things, like I've been in situations before where it's like, you may have had conversations before, but you feel like it's not going nowhere. And you just, you know what? I ain't gonna bring it up no more. Like kind of like what Jurassic was saying, like you're not gonna bring it up no more. You kind of like put a blind eye to it. Like you see it happening over and over and over and over again, but you just kind of bypass it like it's not happening. I mean, it's still definitely an issue. It's still definitely a problem, but you're doing your best not to address it. Yeah, I would definitely say that. Jazz said issues that haven't been resolved that you either don't want to deal with or are scared to follow through with mm -hmm. so there are no further conflict. So within self and when in the relationship. So I would say, you know, obviously y'all all touched on the part of it I thought nobody was really gonna touch on. I thought everybody's gonna go back to their past and saying, you know, but it really starts with not dealing with things you, that transpired when you were younger as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like through your growth, through your, your developmental stages, through your trials and tribulations, and you bring that, you bring those issues from one place to the next. Mm -hmm. And it's like a vehicle. So we constantly keep traveling with them without resolving them. And each person we run into, we asking them to really deal with them with us, but we're not resolving them ourselves. or We're not really putting forth the effort to really tackle them before we move on to the next relationship. So a lot of people deal with trauma or they experience trauma, excuse me. And they don't go to the, they don't, they don't even meet it head on. They just 
run from it or just put it in the back of their subconscious and then they move on from there. Well, so, yeah, I would like to touch on what you said about asking someone else to, to help them with not to help them with it. A lot of times there's no asking, you know what I mean? A lot of times it's, it's, I have these issues and you don't even know that you have these issues and everyone else around you is dealing with them. You know what I mean? So the conversation is not had and it's coming out in other ways. And depending on who you're around, they either bring it up and letting you know that there may be some, there may be some trauma there or, you know, you have some unresolved issues, but most people don't go to the, like a person that they're establishing a relationship with and say, Hey, I have these unresolved issues um, from my past. I don't want to bring it into this relationship. Let's, let's, you know, is there not even help me through it, but hold me accountable for moving forward. If, if that's what, if that's the choice that's being made. Definitely. So it's nice to say, yeah, I bring it on and I'm asking you to help me, but no, that's not really what happens. Yeah. They just, it just, it just, it sprung on a lot of people. So I do. Yeah. Jessica said, for me, it's something that you know isn't sitting right with your beliefs, but they aren't going to address it for one reason or another, which, yeah, I do think like our beliefs do, they, they basically, definitely, they definitely make up who we are. So when you believe something that they dictate how you feel, dictate how you approach other people, dictate everything. So if you have, you don't feel highly of yourself about yourself, then obviously you have unresolved issues on that level. Mm -hmm. If you feel like the world is against you, you think that that's the norm because of your experiences. But when you look outside of yourself, you see that that's not the case. So you have to know you have unresolved issues. So I think a lot of people believe it's just the norm to struggle internally. Mm. It's like a normal thing for us to struggle internally. I mean, I don't want to do most of the talking. I just want y'all to really share stories of or things y'all think y'all have unresolved dealing with yourself. I mean, I'll share a few things as well, but I want to get a little, you know, a little background on the, of the, on the panelists. Mm -hmm. What's up, Wendy? We see you. <laughs> Hi, Wendy. I mean, I, I could set it off. I could say, you know, growing up, we were always taught that, you know, we had this conversation on the webinar, you know, before where the whole blood is thicker than water. So when you're wounded or you have things that you're dealing with, you're not supposed to lie on, rely on friends, anybody outside of your inner circle, which is a family member, to help you through it. So you connect with other people um, based on something that, and you keep things unresolved in, in the past. Like for me, uh, there was a lot of trauma in the household that I kept to myself all through high school, all until I was about 18. Did I let anybody in on what was going on at home? And and it wasn't because I said, hey, this happened at home and I need help with this trauma. It was more of a someone, well, Aziz, <laughs> noticed certain behavior patterns and, and started to ask questions. And then based on the questions, I, I, it wasn't easy. I wasn't forthcoming with the information, but through conversation, the fact that we were actually dating at the time, you know, I did, there was a comfort level there and I was, able to open up about the things that I was struggling with. And only then was I able to move past it. But before then, it was kind of, it's like learned helplessness. It's like, I, it was the way of life is what I knew, it's all I knew. And I was functioning, so I didn't really think it was that much of an issue until I was around a healthier person. 
and I realized, oh shit, I got some issues. But at that point, you don't really even know how to chip away at it. So if Aziz was invested in me and didn't take the time to have those conversations or ask questions, I could have took that baggage onto a whole bunch of other people. So I think with me, it's um more like, you know, growing up, I was always taught, you know, real men don't do this and real men doesn't do that. And now at the point that I'm growing, it's like define what a real man does. And what I mean by that is like, I don't cry. I don't show emotion, whatever the case may be. And then when I was in relationships and certain things happened that would trigger me, then I would lash out because, or I would be reluctant to uh, say what is really bothering me because I was holding that in for so long. So I think for me, one of the things I had to grow up in dealing with is real men don't cry, real men are rocks, real men don't show emotion, real men do this, real men do that. And now that I'm older, like I feel like that's obviously not the right way to go because mm-hmm. eventually that emotion is going to come out. Like eventually mm-hmm. uh, you can't hold everything and be bottled up for so long. And and eventually, like, like eventually one way or another, whether it's verbally, physically, whatever the case may be, uh, that emotion is going to come out. So one thing I had to deal with was um, getting away from the notion that real men do this or real men do that. Like at the end of the day, I, I had to define for myself what does a real like what is the real man and what does the real man do? Nice throat. That was too good. Yeah, that's really that's really important because again, like you said, we're conditioned. Um, we were taught certain things, and we not we go through life thinking that those things are so, until you realize that you're kind of putting yourself in a in, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage, not even reali- realizing that you are at a disadvantage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always say this, like, my parents did the best of what they knew. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it wasn't really, they didn't really do the best job preparing me to be an adult, mm-hmm. a healthy, emotional adult. <laughs> you know what I mean? They prepared me for getting a job. They prepared me for all those things. But outside of that, outside of having a job and a roof over your head and all that stuff, if you're not emotionally stable, mm-hmm. then all that stuff, like, you know, all the material things doesn't really hold as much value. So, you know, I think that we, I mean, Darrell, based on your story, like, you know, we were taught certain things and we went, we, we started our chapter as adults thinking one thing and realizing that we were starting off really unhealthy. Mm-hmm. No doubt. What about you, Drastic? What, what do you, you have any stories or anything you would say that you... I guess the first thing that, yeah, the first thing that comes to most, to, to minds as far as like unresolved issues of myself is uh I guess you know how like sometimes you're in a relationship and and your partner want to play like in mass games like they want to fall back or you know what I'm saying up a little bit yeah um I might have to, I might have to move or something am I still breaking up no nah, I hear you right. you're good at second you're yeah. good right now all right so I guess like the I guess I don't you know what I'm saying I'm not too good at fighting for a relationship that I've already had a track record and proven, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm showing up, I'm, I'm adding value. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm already proven that I'm invested. Like I'm not going to jump through hoops to prove what I've already been proven. So I've had, you know what I'm saying? Some dope relationships in the past where the other person was like fake breaking up just to see if I'll fight for it. And I'm just like, all right, have a, have a nice life then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause like yeah, so yeah, I guess that's an unresolved issue of mine. Where you know what I mean, like I'm not willing to 
jump through hoops to prove what I've already been proving. Well, why would you think? I wouldn't say that's, a, I mean, if the yeah. person's playing games, yeah, I you think may, they yeah. have the unresolved issues, you know, and you're, you're just not yeah. playing the game. So I wouldn't say that's yeah. the case. I mean, I'm sure so you were probably taught, maybe that's the thing. You was taught that you have to fight for people, but how could you run after somebody running faster than you? I mean, you yeah, I mean, I don't that. know if I've necessarily been taught that, but that, yeah, that that just seemed to be, you know what I'm saying, the mentality of some people. They're like, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I guess this goes back to last week's conversation where, you know what I mean, a person might have that insecurity where it's like, yo, you showing up, you showing and proving, you know what I mean? But they still insecure, don't know if you actually, you know what I mean? Maybe I'm not the most animated. Maybe I'm not the most verbally expressive or, you know what I'm saying, some of those other you know, specific um areas or whatever, but you know, overall. I'm oh, we drifted. We lost them. Yeah, we lost them. All right, so we'll go to commercial now. Just <laughs> Molly. I mean, I could I can read something Jazz wrote. Jazz was saying, I basically sum it up by saying she she's saying that she had her um unresolved issues and insecurities dealt with her feeling masculine because she plays sports. You know, though she didn't really understand how feminine she looked verbally, verbally, physically, she still, you know, felt masculine because she played sports. She was a little rougher. She felt a little tomboyish. And that, you know, that literally had a question in her sensuality, things of that nature. And it set her back with relationships and she carried them on to, you know, relationships she had and people she ran into and things of that nature. So I can see it made a question of confidence, her identity. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a tough one because if, you know, you are a woman and you're told a woman is one thing and, you know, men don't feel like you're sensual enough or they're telling you you're too masculine or your parents or, you know, your loved ones, however it goes, it's hard to really find your identity if you think feminine is one thing and not most two things, you know what I mean? If you really don't define feminine, for yourself, or not really for yourself, but really have a broader understanding of what feminine can be. I can see how that would be a, you know, a struggle. Well, it's a similar struggle that Darrell had with being a man and crying and being emotional. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's pretty similar. It's funny, it's not funny, but it, it, it's crazy, not even crazy. <laughs> but it's, the reality is that, you know, a lot of us go through the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, we have these, we, we're, we're taught that things are supposed to be a certain way. And things are supposed to, you're supposed to do things a certain way. And without realizing that a parent, like, you know, we're, when we're developing, we're, we're really developing into learning our self-worth and self-esteem and all those things that go with it. And so when you're putting all these ideals out there that you believe that we should follow, it really strips away at that. And, and I don't even think that most parents even know that they're doing that. You know what I mean? I mean, for me, like, kind of piggybacking on what Jerry said, I mean, for me, it's like, I'm more expressive now. Um, people would probably say I'm very emotional. I'm very expressive now because, I'm, I mean, I wasn't like this 15, 20 years ago because I was taught, like, I, like I grew up a different way. Um, it took some things to happen in my life for me to understand that um, it doesn't matter what gender you are or how you identify yourself. Like people cry. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Saying, yeah. saying people cry at funerals. Crying is actually a strength. Whatever, whatever case may be. Right. So even even piggyback on what you said, Aziz, like 
growing up, I never looked at crying or expressing myself emotionally as a strength. And I think I probably speak for most guys, man. Like we don't, we like we don't do that. Especially you being an athlete, we don't do that. We don't cry. Like you just get through it. You know what I'm saying? You keep your chin up and you hold your emotions in. And now supposed to be stoic, right? Right. And now me as an educator, I would never tell my students to hold their stuff. I would never tell my students to cry. I would never tell anybody to keep all that stuff about me. I mean, because it's wrong. At the end of the day, it's going to come out. Exactly. At the end of the day, it's going to come out one way or another, whether you cry. It comes out in other ways. Right. It, like, one, one, like 100%. Definitely. Reese, Reese added to the discussion by saying she, 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 she grew up struggling with believing that men could be equal partners in adult relationships. Because often she's seen them on the road, their role, they played a role on the outskirts, whether it's in relationships, whether it's father or husband. And I mean, in our in our culture, I I, I can't say I disagree. I see I did see a lot of the women holding things down and us having hard discussions with other men. Like as as a man now, it's always a complaining thing about how you know women want to run everything and women always want to be right and all this other stuff they they want to strip you of your voice but at the same time like step up step up and be everything you need to be and i'm not just saying men don't step up but a lot of them you know they don't really have the discussions that need to be had and when it comes to like emotional discussions when it comes to building households when it comes to having them long-term discussions that's going to lay down the plans and the ideals and the things of that nature with helping relationships flourish, they want to stay out of those discussions. And they want to just, you know, get get through the discussion. Like I had a long day at work. I don't want to come home to this. Mm-hmm. So of course a person doesn't want doesn't feel like a priority. I don't know if that's what she's saying, but I, I witnessed it. You know what I mean? So I know what you're saying. Where women were supposed to be home and be strong and stay home with the kids and instill all the faith in the kids while the men you know, just went just went to work and came home, and they too tired to even dip. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So go ahead. So I, so I have even a question, real quick. But um, let Molly let Molly talk first, and then come back to that. Hi guys. Hi. Hi. My issue is it's it's gotten better over the years, but you know, my father raised me. And he raised me to be very independent and not to depend on anybody for anything. And sometimes I think that was good. And sometimes I think that I was bad because at this point, sometimes I'd be like, I don't need a man for anything. Yeah. You know, because I do it all now. You know, I raise my kids, you know, I'm working, I'm paying my bills. You know, I've been divorced for a while. And to get back into dating is like, no, I don't need a man for nothing. I could do everything on my own. And that's what my dad taught me because he wanted me to be independent and not depend on anybody for anything. But I think that's um, bad and good at the same time for me. Well, it's good that your dad taught you how to be self-sufficient, right? Yeah. You may not need a partner to t- you may not need someone to t- take care of you because you guys can take care of a home together. Yeah, but you do need a companionship and a partner. Yeah, but I feel like I don't need all of that. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I think that's the I think he taught you like we 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 get we get too caught up. And I mean society reinforces it. We get too caught yeah. up being independent. When we yeah, only work with other people, you gotta be inter interconnected. You know, yeah, and, and also, don't mean to cut you off, also, my dad was a single parent because he raised us by himself for a little while, so he never had women coming in and out or nothing like that. And I have three girls, and it's like, that's kind of hindering me, too, because I see my dad, he did it, I can mm -hmm. do it, don't get me wrong, my ex-husband are in the girls' lives, but say, God forbid something happened. You know what I mean? I can do it all on my own. I don't need nobody or nothing. <laughs> well, I don't think the I don't think we should start off with the goal should never be to need anybody. Yeah, that's too much to put on somebody's shoulders. It's to it's to gain support. Like if you could if that. you could have somebody if you need you need you time. When do you get that? You have somebody mm -hmm. that can hold you down, support you know support you in places that you need the support. And you actually can take time to yourself while he watches the children, or you actually can, you know, have somebody to talk to when you're watching a show and you have things to get off your chest. And you, because mm -hmm. you, you can't talk to your kids the same way you're talking to a partner. Right. You know what I mean? You can and have discussions I, with your kids. Sometimes I'm not the same. My older daughter, I, mm -hmm. I everything. And yeah, but it's okay. I mean, it's okay to have those discussions. But what I'm saying is, it's the building of it. Yeah. Like your child eventually is gonna go off and find a partner and they're gonna build something. She kinda is now and I'm like in a slump right now. Yeah. I'm like, well. she's leaving me because she's 18, she's going to college in August and right now she's by her father spending time with him before she goes to college and I'm like, what the where's where? <laughs> I'm stuck. I can't well, that, talk to an eight-year-old and six-year-old like how I talk to her, you know what I mean? Definitely. That's why I said some my the way my father taught me is it's a good thing and it's a hindrance also. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean it's it's a gift. It's definitely a gift because you you know you're able to take care of yourself, like Jerry said, you're self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. You take care of yourself, but it, it it's hindering you in the strongest places because mm -hmm. that connection is is a strong and a deep connection. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To have somebody that you know you can rely on, you can relax in front of, you know, mm -hmm. when you need to cry. You're going to cry in front of your six-year-olds and, your, you know, when you really need to release. Now, I'm not mm -hmm. saying hide that from your kids. I'm not really, I'm not going to condone that. I think that mm -hmm. your kids need to see you in those vulnerable states as well because it allows them to see that it's okay to deal with emotion. But at the same time, that person, they're not going to be able to help you through it the way a partner would be able to, or picking the right partner, I should say. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not about it being a necessity. It should just be a faith. It should be yeah. a nonstop faith. Like you should go for it like any other purpose. Like, yeah, people disappoint you, but if you know your worth, you'll keep moving and then you'll find the person you need to be with. Like mm -hmm. we said, you can go through a thousand people. The whole aim is to find one. But that's the thing, I don't wanna go through a thousand. I mean, but you gotta know what you want. That's why we're here yeah. having these discussions. So you can sort through the people you actually wanna deal with, sort through the people you don't want to deal with. At this point, it just sounds like you don't. You look at men as more of a a, a burden, yeah. yeah, more more work than than the support. And I think <laughs> that's where it goes wrong. So that's definitely yeah. an unresolved issue. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, yeah, it's it's an unresolved issue, and also like 
you want an equal partner. And as much as mature as your 18 year old daughter is, she will never be your equal partner, at least not right now, you know? Yeah. So uh, it, it would be in your benefit to sit back, write out what you really truly want in a relationship. What are the attributes you want in a relationship? What you also bring to the table. And then you could narrow it down so that when you do meet people, you won't have to go through a thousand people because you'll see from the very beginning who you're compatible with and who you're not compatible with by asking the right question. Mm -hmm. So you could start by that and then it can narrow it down. So you're not like, you know, we're, we're a woman of a, or you're a woman of a certain age. I get it. You know what I mean? Like who wants to kiss a thousand frogs at this age to get the right one. But mm -hmm. when you narrow your focus, when you narrow what you want, when you know what you want, when you know what you bring to the table, it's a lot easier to sift through the nonsense. That's so nice. that would be my advice to you to help you through the hindrance is you, you, like, like, as you said, your daughter's getting older, she's going to college, she's having her own life. Now it's time for you to, to, to get your, a different type of support. You don't need a man to pay your bills, right? Mm -hmm. but, but you can have someone who's going to make sure that you're good in other ways. And I that's think that what, that's just save, important. You can save with the right man helping you. Yeah. Pay well, that's you can build the savings. Like, yeah, that money you would pay toward You don't have to work two jobs and three jobs. Now yeah. you can let some of them jobs go, spend more time with your children. Mm -hmm. all your energy where it needs to be mm -hmm. yeah. it's not easy raising right. children but if you have the right support you can put all that energy into the raising of your children the building of their worth because then they go out and get three jobs thinking okay working and working 30 jobs and trying to maintain a household by yourself is the way to do it mm -hmm. well that's what i was going to say as well mm -hmm. generation to generation mm -hmm. so you know, you got to decide what you want their future to look like. And you have to be that role model that shapes that future by showing them like, look, Ma's dating. Ma's trying to figure things out, just like y'all mm -hmm. going to have to do the same. But I'm not going to just settle for just anybody because I think mm -hmm. not only I deserve the best, but y'all deserve the best role models in your life. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Well, she said on Facebook that we're taught what not to want in a man because we don't want to repeat the things we saw from unhealthy examples, but we aren't taught enough how to pick a partner who is healthy absolutely i think it, it's we're told what we shouldn't do but we're not taught what we should be looking for but the 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 advice that i gave amelie is that you know amali amali sorry <laughs> the advice that i gave amali is that when you go into any situation knowing exactly what you want you you're you're, you're more inclined to nail it faster than when you don't so we have to do our part now. Like I can blame my parents all I want about the unhealthy, the unhealthy households that I grew up in and the trauma that, that, that occurred. But now I'm 42. So I have to take responsibility. I know where the issues are. I know where the issues stem from. So now it's my responsibility to make sure that I am doing what's best for me and making sure that I put things in practice that's gonna make me or allow me to be the healthiest version of myself. And that goes with, you know, when we're meeting a partner. It's knowing who, it, it's narrowing, narrow, narrowing it down and really knowing who you want and what type of person you want in your life and not wavering from that. Not, not looking at a guy like, oh, he looks good and, you know, and the, the list goes out the window. Or knowing what you bring to the table because you're not going to be any good to, to him or her if you don't know what you bring to the table. Definitely. So, yeah, I think that we may, not, we may not have it all right at times, but if we go in with those things, with those tools, it's easier to sift through the nonsense. Definitely. And Jessica said that she, she has ongoing unresolved issues about speaking up when something is disrespectful. Mm. Like she, she questions whether she's worth being stepped, like she's worth people stepping up for. And mm. I mean, 
I mean, I can't like at the end of the day, I'm as raw as it can, as raw as we can be. You know what I mean? So like, if you in the past have destroyed other people and were disrespectful to other people, yeah, it does bring down your self worth because if you know they allowed you to do it, nobody taught you how to be respectful. So in turn, when somebody's doing it to you, you think it's normal. But if you are a respectable person, you actually step up, you actually believe you deserve the best, then you should expect the best. No ifs, ands, or buts. You know, I I can say I went through life with people telling me I'm too picky and I'm too this and I'm too that. Resistance is always, like resistance is something that comes with innovation. When you're the first to do it, when you're a person that is around, you're around a whole bunch of unhealthy people and you're like, listen, I deserve a great person. I don't deserve what we what we see all the time. Like you trying me just, or you doing things to me just to see how much I'm dedicated to you or how loyal I'm gonna be to you. Like what Jurassic was saying earlier, I'm the same person, I'm not doing all that. You know, like health means that I deserve the best of you. So give me half of you, I'm giving you half of me. We meet in halfway. You know what I mean? We gonna put it all in. So yeah. at Dude. the end, you gotta go, you gotta go strong or go home. So. To Jessica, like, if somebody's not giving you their best, you know, demand it. And if they're not willing to come back, then you got to deal with it. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy, but you're going to have to swallow your print. You're going to have to deal with your principles and walk in your principles and swallow those emotions. Because you but first, everything that you... Yeah, well, yeah. But yeah. first, Jessica, you have to believe that you deserve it. Definitely. If you truly believe that you deserve it, then you should be able to fight for it. And, and I get it. Society does not... It doesn't like it, it. It's not kind to the leader. It's no. not kind to, and that's one thing I would tell people a hundred percent. If you want to be a leader, understand you got to forge your own path. You got to be a person that sifts through all the non-decision makers. Like they're always going to say, "Well, what if this and what if that?" Like if you have a cheeseburger, you hungry, you got a cheeseburger and a burger, you got to make a decision. And leaders make decisions. And that burger, guess what? That burger, if you pick the cheeseburger, that burger is sitting there being cold. So it's the same with people. You can't have everybody in your life. So you're going to pick certain people to have in your life. And there's going to be people like, yeah, but you, you're too hard on this person. And I don't understand why you don't talk to this person. And the point is, I choose who I want to speak to. I got to make decisions. If this person don't get along with this person, I'm going to have to pick the one that I actually feel the closest with. You it's know so what I mean? Crazy. You got to make decisions in life. That's just what it's about. And there's a lot of people that refuse to make decisions. And blame and always question leadership. Always. It's crazy you saying that right now. I'm going through that right now. I'm not gonna get into like Jerry and Aziz and Drastic. You know too. Like y'all know what I'm doing on the side. So it's like yeah, yeah. to hear you all say that right now. It's like number one, like Aziz hit on the nose. Get your principles, man. Once you get your principles and Aziz, like I, like I, I can't tell you what kind of conversations I have all the time. Like yo, once you establish your principles. People are going to fall off. They're going to weed themselves out. They're going to criticize you. They're not going to be want to be around you. They're going to say you're this. They're going to say you're that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so crazy. Once you establish yourself on what you will stand for and what you won't stand for, whether that's whatever you want to do in leisure or establish your relationships, people are going to weed themselves out. Like, it's, it, it, it's just crazy how that happens. And, and I'm going through that right now. Real talk. Oh, you got to witness that, but... You know, if you see a path, you see your destination, stay focused. No doubt. You know I mean? Don't let nothing deter you. Once the gates open, guess how many people are going to want to walk through them? 
100%. Nobody wants to open the gates, but they're going to want to walk through them. So just stay focused. But I think there's just a lot of things y'all really, I really want people to think about. Like how a lot of people say people, people grieve in their own time and people deal with their issues on their own time. And yeah, I want people to, and they always say they think for themselves, but I want y'all to really stop and sit back and say, who's making these rules? Mm. Is it the people that are healthy actually tackling their issues as they come? Or is the people avoiding those issues? And if when it starts building to 20, of course, 20 people are gonna say this is the way to do it. Yeah. This is the way to do it. Like, well, everybody does things at their own time. You know what difference is? Some people, some people drink when they feel in some type of way. Some people get high when they feel some type of way. Some people get destructive. Some people get violent. Those are unhealthy ways of dealing with things. When are we going to call that up? You can't just be lazy and say, well, people are different. Like if you're a true friend, you'll risk the friendship to see, to challenge your friend to get out their funk because they deserve the best of life. No matter what happens, you're going to have to find the best in you because your life is still present. You know what I'm saying? Like the worst thing that could happen is somebody dying. You know, that's the worst grief. And even in that, you still need support. And even in that, you still have life. And you still have to really uplift other people that are still living. You can't die with the, with the person who passed away. You got to live with the people who are still alive. So that should just show you and remind you how short life is. So when we deal with, when we're dealing with just, oh, well, they have to deal with things on their own. Yeah, there is a time, like, there's a time that they need to really wrap their mind around it. I can give you that. But it shouldn't take that long where they're going into a funk and they're going into a depression and they're building, you know, they're building unhealthy habits. And then now you're not only combating their unresolved issue, but you're combating their unhealthy habits. And if you walk out their life, then you're wrong because you wasn't there when they needed you the most. You get what I'm saying? So it's a cycle. And then what about all the people that are actually doing healthy things? Where's the, where's the attention for them? Where's the people advocating for them? They always the people that y'all always, people are saying, oh, we doing this wrong and y'all need, need to understand. What makes you think people that make decisions don't understand the other side of the coin? You get what I'm saying? So when we dealing with unresolved issues, the best thing is to tackle them because you want to be healthy for the people you love and the people you care about or the people you might run into. You know what I mean? And also, and it's also about, you know, doing your part as a friend as well, because when you meet those people that want the time to grieve or when, when you have friends that need the time to grieve or need the time to, to wrap their head around things or they, they need time and before you know it, time passed, the issue passed and you move on to the next thing you already know the type of person that you're dealing with in general, right? So it came out in other ways, I'm sure, where they didn't deal with something, but it wasn't as crazy. So you kind of let it slip under the rug and you didn't think it was that big a deal, so you guys moved on. So it's really, you know, paying attention to who you are in your friendships as well. And as petty as you may think it is, those little things become big things. But if they're not, if a person's not dealing with a little thing, they damn sure is not going to deal with the big thing. So, you know, often, you know, people will tell you it's not that serious, please it, just le let it be. But that it's, that it's just not that serious turns in, when it becomes serious, they still don't want to talk about it. You know what I mean? So I think that we, 
as friends as well need to stop enabling those people too and really set the, the, the stage, set the boundary, let them know that as a friend, I am signing up to hold you accountable and make sure that you are leading from a healthy place. And if you don't want that type of accountability, then we, may, we, we probably shouldn't be friends because it's always going to come up and I'm always going to be the enemy and I'm always going to be the one pushing you. And then I become the parent. You know what I mean? So the, the relationship is no longer equal. So I think, yeah, we never want to be those people. We don't really want to be around those people, but we also don't want to, we don't want to enable that behavior either. So I think that we should always, you know, take a, a step back and think about who we are in our friendships. What things do we entertain? What things do we sweep, sweep under the rug? And why we are in the place that we are now. Like Darrell, like you're finding out now based on your platform, the things that you're doing, the voice that you're using, that you realize that hmm, me and the people that I were cool with were really not that cool. But it shouldn't have taken, you know, this platform, you speaking your voice, you, you, you using your voice for what you're using it for and you voicing your opinion on the things that are happening around the world for them to see who you truly are. You know, like I, I like you, Darrell, like I met people that I didn't want to ruffle any feathers. You know what I mean? Like I thought people were funny and nice and cool and this and that and I wanted to keep them around. So yeah, I let things slip under the rug. I didn't really deal with certain things. I didn't really call them out, hold them accountable. But it didn't really get us that far. Like it it, it bought time when we went out to party, we hung out and did all the fun stuff, everything was all good. As soon as we had an issue, as soon as the foundation was rocked, it really didn't it it, it turned the relationship upside upside down. I mean so I, I learned to lead with who I truly am. And yes, that doesn't leave me with a thousand friends, but it leaves me with the right friends. Right. I mean, even to even to, to pick now, of course, I'm with what you just said, um, and it's still tied into the subject of building relationships. It's like with me, it was like there were so many signs that I let go by, a bunch of signs like someone said this or did this, and, and I like let it go, and that's my fault because I didn't address mm -hmm. it there, right? Yep. And so. And I'm seeing Aziz shake his head because it's like two months ago, I wouldn't have been able to say this like this, right? So this is my growth. So basically what I'm saying, people, so people listening right now, like there's so many signs that people give you, you know what I'm saying? And now that I establish my principles and I am who I am and I'm voicing what I'm voicing, you know, don't, don't, and like, don't get me wrong. But once you find out that certain people aren't with you, whatever the case may be, it's hurtful. I'm not gonna and say that like, it's very, very hurtful. Like, mm -hmm. You sit down and reflect, like, damn, like this is crazy. Like, I thought we was cool. I thought we was down. Mm -hmm. But once they establish where they at, and you and they like you establish where you're at and, and and what you're not willing to buzz on, and they cross that line, and they're okay with crossing that line. Wow, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's almost like an epiphany. It's like wow. Like that's just how I feel about things. Y'all, like I said before, y'all know what I'm talking about, but it ties into the, this discussion. But with me personally, it's like once I realized that people ain't really for me, and it ain't really what what it seems like it's hitting for. And you sit back and you analyze, like, what the hell have you been doing for the last ten years? These are the same people who you call brothers, sisters, mm -hmm. riding with you, whatever the case may be. And you realize it's not like that. I think that was the most hurtful thing for me, but I'm glad. It happened the way it happened because it woke me up like I don't have as many friends as I thought I had. 
but the key is the key is because since we're talking about the topic of unresolved issues, the key is to when you're feeling those emotions and when you're having those doubts and when you're losing hope to attack those things head on. Unresolved issues are things that you, issues that you allow to linger, not because you're not going to have issues. Yeah, issues is one thing. Unresolved issues are issues you allow to linger. You know what I mean? Like you could have been abused as a child, so you think it's okay to abuse your children. Right. When are you gonna look in the mirror? Why am I not looking at my friends and I'm out of control and they're not telling me I'm out of control? You know what I mean? Like I, we, me and Jerry just had a discussion. I was like, yeah, me and her go back and forth, and sometimes she uses the emotional argument. And I'm like, we we supposed to be cool because you're supposed to be able to challenge me with point after point, like. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to be my, help me where my blind spots are. And if you can't challenge me point after point, you're trying to manipulate using emotion versus breaking down point after point. She can be dead right. And I literally have to be like, yo, you was right. I can see where you're coming. But she didn't explain it in a way where I'm like, like, don't come at me with the emotional aspect. Come at me with the fact that I'm dead wrong and break it down to me. Take the time, have the patience. Because... When we are friends, I'm going to go hard. I see focus. I see straight ahead. So the blind spots need to get filled. You know, nobody's complete without mm -hmm. other people around them to show them where their blind spots are. Mm -hmm. So I'm only going to be as strong as the people that are there to support me. True story. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I got my blindness on. Like, I want people to have equal and healthy relationships. So I walk up and sit down with somebody on the street and just mm -hmm. be talking to them about, you know, strengthening their relationship. And Jerry, you know, she would have to walk up to me and be like, yo, listen, this person's not even hearing me. <laughs> actually, yeah, actually walk up. You know, I need that support where it's like, okay, because, you know, I just want to save everybody, you know, at times. And there's times that I'm, I, I understand, like, that person can't be saved at that particular mm -hmm. time. You know what I mean? But you need those people that's going to keep it raw with you. And you understand their intentions, but they can be straight to the point with you and let you know where you're going wrong. And I said, the emotional argument, and not, I'm not saying you can't be emotional. What I mean by the emotional argument is you're just, your voice gets pitchy, you start whining. It's like, I'm abusing you, because you know, I'm talking to you, I'm calm. And, you know, and then you're trying to get over just with emotions. There's no argument to it. There's no strong, you know, there's no strong comeback. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about when you have, we're going point for point and you're breaking down points. That's different. Being emotionally intelligent, I want to understand how you feel. But tell me how you feel. Don't just respond. Mm. Yeah. Without explanation. And expect me to get it. You get what I'm saying? But I just want y'all to see, like, the unresolved issues is not like you, like, yeah, I see all these people turning back on me. And then, like, then we went, we got that drastic last time, talking about he's a loner. And I'm like, and then you like, yo, back against the wall, I'm a loner. And I'm like, you see, like Amali and Drastic, they actually work together. They actually have the same understanding. You know what yeah, I mean? Look you get that, yeah. connection, right? And you're like, yeah, yeah. okay, if y'all both have that same understanding, why y'all not linking up to mm -hmm. actually build a strong fort? Like, mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Like, if there's two people out there that's like, there's a bunch of people that aren't great to us out there, you know what I mean? Or haven't been good to us out there. Why aren't the people that are actually feeling that same way? Why y'all not having discussions to actually grow? Mm -hmm. Because y'all got a distorted view on society now. 
All y'all see is reality is the bad things, none of the good things. But reality is both. You shape it. Mm. You shape it. I don't care what you feel you don't have control over. There's a lot of things government, like the government, certain things we don't have control over. But one thing you know you have control over is how you deal with things. True story. How you attack things. Yeah. What you're willing to fight for. No doubt. Are your ducks in a row? No doubt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are you looking to the left of you, to the right of you? You're looking behind you and you know that you covered. Mm. You know what I mean? You can be a sniper. Go ahead. Be a be a assassin. But when you're gone, nobody even realizes it. Yeah. But that's how I am, though. I'm a, I'm a loner, too. Like, really bad. Like, I can stay in the house all day, hide my car in the garage, and nobody <laughs> know if I'm home or not. You know? I, sometimes I feel like I do better by myself than with um, a bunch of people. Even though my daughter be like, God, Ma, you know so much people. You got so much friends. I was like, they're not all my friends. Mm -hmm. You can't call everybody a friend. And she'd be like, oh, my God, my, you're so mean. I'm just, I used to being, you know, a loner, you know? Well I, well, I, I, well, I think that, you know, because you like to do low-key things, you mm -hmm. need to find other people, like Jurassic, <laughs> that like to do, <laughs> that like to do low-key things as well. Mm -hmm. It's okay that you're not out and about all the time and you don't want to go out all the time because, you know, uh, that gets tiresome and, and sometimes our, what we like to do for fun changes as we get older. So it's not about just accepting the fact that you're a loner. It's really just saying, hey, I like to do other things recreationally and I need to find people that like to do the same things I like to do. Yeah, so you don't have to spend that time alone either. You can right. have people come over. You can, you know, you can, you can have small intimate um, gatherings with your mm -hmm. friends and you guys could all do a potluck or you go all cook in the kitchen or bake something or you know there's so many things you can do at home you just have to find like-minded people the people that like to do the things you like to do now and then form relationships with those people yeah, because you know i i do things yeah like i will pack our bags me and my kids and we'll go go travel but to say for people coming over to my house I'm not like, I don't like that too much. I'll go to your house, spend a couple of hours and come home. But mostly, like, like I said, I will pack my bags, my kids' bag, we'll get in the car, we'll go. Yeah, I work a lot, but I do take time out to take them on vacation. Like I was on vacation a couple of weeks ago and I packed them up and we went to Clearwater, just out of the whim. You know, I do stuff like that, but like I say, to actually people come and hang out my house? No. So who would you say the actual unresolved issue that you have in common? Mm hmm Trust. Yeah, you guys have trust, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, trust. And it ain't trust in, you can say it's the world, but you live in it. Mm hmm So it's not trust, it's trust in your ability because we all have picked the wrong person. Mm -hmm. Why do you look yeah. around and you see some, like I literally seen women that have been abused. I have been friends with them mm -hmm. and would not leave the situation. So I'm like, even if I go over and rough homeboy up, you're not going nowhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like I had to sit and watch this occur, you know? And they went in the relationship, they left the relationship eventually. And they even still hopeful in, in relationships. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because 
they had the support to get over it. They had the support to come to, to, to challenge them. Because I, I explained to them, like, yeah, it's wrong for somebody to abuse you, definitely. But after you don't leave for a while, it's wrong to stay, too. No doubt. No doubt. You're trying to, you're, you're, you're basically saying that the person thinks it's okay, and you're saying it's okay. It's not okay. Mm-hmm. So her worth wasn't the greatest, and we had to sit down and we had to talk. But I'm going to put it out there, and I'm going to say exactly what's going on, but at the same time, I'll work through it with you. So it's not all about just saying the, the direct stuff. It's about saying it, but actually working through it with the person, having the patience to explain where you're coming from, having the patience to explain why you're doing what you're doing. So if you have trust issues, it doesn't stem from when you actually came out the womb. There's something that's there that's like, you know what? People, people, people let you down. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. And then you got 20 people. Hell yeah, people let you down. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've always been the positive person in the room, and everybody's like, I don't know what this dude's sipping, but uh, <laughs> the world ain't like that. He's going to find out. And they just sit back and wait for me to find out. Mm-hmm. Versus actually coming and sipping on the same juice. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, at my job, I go in every morning, have a big old smile on my face and everything, and people are like, oh, Oh my God, you're so cheerful and bubbly and deep down inside. I'm like, get away from me. <laughs> you, know? you know, get away from me. But I've always been like that. Like, I'm very, like, friendly and stuff like that. But then I just go in my corner. Mm-hmm. If you say something off the wall or say something that I, I'd be like, no, that don't sound too right, I'm gone. So you don't even have the discussion. Do depends on who the person is. Okay. Depends right. on who the person is. If it's somebody I just met a couple of months ago, I'd be like, I just met you a couple of months ago. You're not that important. But if I had a friend that I known for years and years, you know, I don't want to lose that friendship. So I will talk to that person. But if she's not or he's not hearing me, I'm going to. Because I'm not going to go back and forth with you on a subject that you just don't get. So we just agree to disagree, and I'll see you when I see you. I mean, you know, y'all already know we don't, we don't believe in agreeing and disagree. But the point is, I mean, if a person, you argue with the people you care about. It's just mm-hmm. what it is. Like, you're going to have difference of opinions. And I think that I really strongly believe if it's love, you will find that common ground. Mm-hmm. If you keep searching and sometimes you do need to take a step back, you know, and, and, and let the person, if you know you hundred percent on point, sometimes the person has to come to you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you realize you're not on point. You got to still be that person that's accountable and go to them. Mm-hmm. But we're not sitting here saying that the healthiest relationships are like the greatest. Right. They don't have debates and you don't argue. We're saying the healthy relations, the healthiest relationships are, looking at arguments as a chance to actually get on the same page, mm-hmm. not looking at it as a stress. So well, I yeah, get like, it, man. If you go to work grinning and all that, like you're giving out all this positive energy that you really don't want to get. So it's draining. Yeah. But that's why you drink. I don't go to, like, I don't go to work smiling. Like, I'm who I am. So I walk through the halls, like, and they just always say, it look like get out my face. Or they have all mm-hmm. kinds of opinions, but anytime they need to talk, I'm there to talk with them. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a small talker. 
You try mm -hmm. to small talk me, it's not gonna go far. Mm -hmm. Like, but we talk about something that, like, I'm gonna ask you a bunch of questions that deal with you because I want to get to know you, mm -hmm. to know the human being. Mm -hmm. I don't have time. Like at my age, I don't have time to have a socialist. Yeah. I'm not a politician. I really ain't running for for Congress. I'm not running for the presidency. So I really mm -hmm. don't have to kiss babies. Mm -hmm. You know. So I get it. But you gotta you gotta believe that there's people out there that's like minded. That's gonna support you because your kids gonna get older. So like you're the woman that we look at that we talk about all the time. So they investing mm -hmm. in their kids, man. Yeah. They invested in their kids. So that's like, and how dare you tell a woman not to invest in her children? Yeah. How dare you? We're telling mm -hmm. you invest time in your children, but I'm telling you invest time in yourself so your children can see what it takes to invest in a relationship. So you can mm -hmm. be a well-rounded parent as well. Definitely. Right. Like you could you could say you you know, you you like to be by yourself, which is I would I don't agree with that, but I would say that, you know, how do you truly know who you are outside of your kids if you don't really interact with people? You know, it's like you're getting your driver's license but never driving. Are you a good driver? You don't know. I don't drive a car. You know what I mean? Like right. it's it's you have to put things to the test and, and if you wanna be well rounded and you wanna be a role model, I mean we bust our ass as parents, right? To to make sure yeah. that we are providing for them and doing all the things that we should do as parents. But at the same time, we wanna make sure like we wanna give them something to look up to. And seeing them see us create relationships with other people is really important for them. Because again, you'll be, they'll be repeating the cycle of you and your dad, where you saw him being a single dad and you thought it was okay for you to be, a, like you, 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 you being a single parent and doing things by yourself is a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you don't necessarily want your kids to see that because you want them to foster healthy relationships. But I want to go back to the point that you said about arguing about, you know, you met somebody a couple of months ago, they say something that you don't agree with, you're like, whatever. But the same way that you don't want to lose the friendship with the long time, the person that you had a long time relationship with, you could be gaining a friendship with a person that you only knew for a couple of months by addressing something that you don't really agree with. And based on their response, could pull you guys closer together and you realize that you guys are more alike than you thought. So it's all about giving choice. Like, am I going to argue... 10 hours with somebody that I just probably met. If I if I really want to give the relationship a fair shot, I probably will because after that 10 hour argument, then mm. you know, hey, we could be friends, we can't be friends, you move on, but you're also giving choice. They know where you stand. Even in a couple of months, like we interact with so many people and we make an impact on, we make an impact sometimes. And even though you met a person for a couple of months, they may be thinking, wow, this girl, you know, she's dope, she's positive, I really want to get to know her. They said something crazy. You could use it as a teaching moment and teach them that, hey, what you said was a little out of line. I would like to discuss it. And they could be like, you know what, you're right. And take a page out of your book. You know, right. so it, it's, it's really about, you know, making sure that you are not running from relationships and only, yes, I'm going to put more time into my arguments with Aziz and I'm going to put probably somebody else that I just met, right? right? But at the same time, like, I'm not going to write off the people I just met either because they could be, you know, I, they could be a part of my village. They could be, you know, I could probably bring them into the group circle. But I wouldn't know that if that I allow that one thing that they said to turn me off, and I'm just like, I don't want to deal with them. Definitely. Just like was saying, how could you, how could you truly get them, like, get to build a, a village and build a, you know, mm -hmm. group if you're not gonna put yourself out there? Like right now, let's go with that. You started out on Facebook. Look at you. You're here. Yeah, yeah. I you have know. discussions. You putting yourself out there. 
So that's what it's all about. But yeah. let's go back to the, the fact that the unresolved issue is trust. It's mm-hmm. just like me growing up. I used to stutter when I was young. You know what I mean? So I had a stuttering problem because my mind, to this day, my mind still races. Like when I write all of that, my writing is horrible. Everything is horrible when I'm writing. So like my mind is always racing so fast, racing so fast, racing so fast. I'm just putting things on paper or I'm talking and I used to stutter. But what did I do instead? Fight all the time. I couldn't get out what I needed to say. I fought, 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 fought. And you know what I, somebody told me? Who does that? Who, who, who does that? Terrible tools. Yeah. They can't express themselves, so they call them terrible tools because they can't express themselves. Right. They were swinging and throwing things and tantruming. And, and it was like, you always tantruming because you didn't know how to express yourself. Right. I could say, yo, homeboy, you wrong, X, Y, and Z. Or I could have, I did what I did. And I'm like, yo, that makes perfect sense. Learned how to communicate a little more effectively. And I didn't shut up since. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, and I and I don't fight as often. Like I, I haven't fought in, in in years after that. It limited my mm-hmm. fighting. It limited limited my interaction with being physical. And I was mm-hmm. able to articulate my point. So most of the time after that, when I fought, it was self defense more than it was because I was lashing out. Somebody said something to me I didn't like, and mm-hmm. I. So I already knew it. That was an insecurity of mine. That had nothing to do with the people because they was just calling me Big Lip Boy. They called me what they seen. Right. You know what I mean? They was calling me things, and I mean, when I looked in the mirror, I seen the same thing, mm-hmm. and it was my, my problem, but that was an unresolved issue that needed to be resolved so I can be a better human being. Mm-hmm. So when you look at your friends, they're going to challenge you. Like, if you don't have the time to really put in the effort of a, for a relationship, yeah, you don't have the time. You're not going to argue, not gonna, but they're going to say the hardest things to you. Like you mm-hmm. better believe you're gonna, gonna have back and forth. That's the point. Because they're gonna challenge you to be the best you can be. And if you don't have, you have a bunch of yes men around you, I mean, you could feel empowered, but when it comes down to it, you're not the best you can be. You want mm-hmm. people who are going to go at you. Gonna make yeah. sure you know what I mean? Like they my people tell me, you know, that looks dumb right there. Reread that, write that, this, this, and that all the time. I miss the typo, like always. Mm-hmm. Always typing fast and then sending. So there's so many things we have unresolved issues about, we insecure about. And people are going to label you for it, right? Mm-hmm. But the faster you tackle it, the more you know as a person you're a better human being. And you're not going to be able to tackle everything. So you have people in your life that's strong where you're weak. But the support should be there. I mean, drastic. Right, what up? Yeah, I don't really got much input, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just on the <laughs> sideline observing. Yeah, you know but I mean? what about the trust, the trust issue? I, yeah, I di- oh yeah, I disagree with you on that. You know what I'm saying? I don't uh, I don't necessarily <laughs> avoid uh, relationships based on trust. You know what I'm saying? It's, it it kind of goes back to, I can't, I think it might have been a couple of weeks ago. You said you've come across great people and you're like, yo, this, I probably would be good friends with this person, but this is just wrong timing. So I just got to keep it moving. You know what I mean? It, it, it's a matter of priorities and what I'm focused on, you know what I mean, in my life at, at, you know, at the time. So, like, yeah, there's times that I might go out and, you know what I'm saying, be social and, you know what I'm saying, but then there's other seasons. There's time and seasons for everything, you know what I mean? So, there's time and seasons where I'm just, you know what I mean, let me let me just be in my zone, handle responsibilities, and that's that's all I'm focused on right now is, is handling responsibilities, you know? You know why I say that because in our last, one of our first discussions, 
me and Jerry was talking about, you know, the fact that we, you know, build the village and it was like, that's special, but that's not everybody. There's, there, that's a rare thing, right? Yeah. Other people aren't like that. And I'm like, but why aren't other people like that? Why do you believe that? It's lack of trust in, in humanity. Yeah. Like it is your experiences, but it's lack of trust in humanity. Because why do we have this platform? Because we believe other people can be in healthy relationships. If we stop believing that, that stems from trust. We believe, so we trust that other people can. Once we say, oh, other people can't be like us, we're not gonna teach. We're not gonna educate. We're not gonna inform. We're gonna keep everything to ourselves. Yeah, we're not gonna have these Monday night that sessions. That does deal with trust. You mm -hmm. better believe that. So yeah, I'm, just, I'm just going over the discussions we had and then piecing those things together. And then I heard, um, I heard Amali say the same thing that you said maybe three discussions ago. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, they worked in the same job. They got some things. Yeah, yeah. Where they live must be a lot of flakes, man. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So like they looking at the world from different lenses. So when we're talking to them, we preaching to the choir. Because we live in New York City, so there's so many different people out here. Mm -hmm. God can live in a smaller town where it's like, yo, this is for the birds. Like, yeah. trying to get a connection in a village here is going to be difficult. So we get it. We not, we're not fools. We know, we know that people are in different places. But in that same situation, there's people with the same issue. Why aren't those people coming together? Why are they complaining about the same issue when they could actually be each other's? strength yeah I don't, I don't know for me personally it's not a complaint you know what i'm saying that i go to work and come home like no, no, no. i'm, I'm not even talking about the fact that people aren't trustworthy you know what i mean that people aren't always on point because that was one of the statements you made that's what i'm saying like people aren't yeah, i don't even i don't get yeah, yeah, to be honest i don't even remember what context that was in or or, <laughs> or or what i said or how i said it you know what i'm saying it sounded like something i might have said you know, before I don't know, definitely. but you know what I'm saying. Like right now, I'm 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 definitely in the process of evolving. So some of the some some of the views I had, you know what I mean. Last week, I might I might have a different view this week. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I don't know. That's why we're talking about other Yeah, we, that's why we're talking about it because we want people to really put them out there. You know what I mean? Like there's times I'm arguing and I'm like in the house and. You know, I'm discussing things and it's like, you know, obviously there's three women in here and we're sitting there having a discussion and I'm being out talked and you know, I was like they 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 out talking me and they raising their voice and I'm just sitting there like I don't have a win in here. <laughs> like you feel defeated, right? But if I allow myself to just give in to that emotion, then a, a unresolved issue is gonna come up. Once I'm talking to that one person alone, it's gonna be some problems. I'm like, yeah, now yeah. I can't bully, right? So I'm gonna yeah. come aggressive. I'm gonna be extra. I do know that this is gonna occur because I still feel a way about what's happening. So instead, I'm like, yo, listen, let's each person talk, whatever, whatever, one by one. Let's get this accomplished. Instead of getting quiet and saying, yo, it's no, there's no reason to even do this. I always think that's the cop out. Like, mm -hmm. There's no reason to do this. These are people you care about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so that's how the un, un, like the unresolved issues happen. That's how they transpire. So I'm saying you said that last week, 
and you're still chasing money this week. I'm like, I think true currency is people. True mm -hmm. currency is people. You have a million dollars, like you said, you're going to talk to your butler. Remember, we had these discussions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're going to talk to your butler and your maid as opposed to dealing with other people you're not paying to be your support. Listen to the things you say, and then you're trying to convince the world right now that there's no trust issue. You know who you're talking to, right, brother? Yeah, like like I said just a few moments ago, <laughs> news that I had even last week might be different from what I have this week. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah, just to put it out there, like I don't got all my T's crossed and all my I's dotted, but you know what I mean. My relationship with God is my most important relationship these okay. days, and I've been diligently, you know what I'm saying, like reading the Bible for hours every day. So you know what I mean? That's that that that's like the the framework for 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 where where I'm trying to evolve to, you know what I'm saying? So that that's where I'm at with it. So like some of the views that I might have had prior to reading a certain scripture might be different now because I done read something in the Bible. You know what I mean? Definitely. I'm, I'm you're, not by, you're not by yourself, man. I definitely agree with you, homie. Um, yeah. And, and I think Jerry and Aziz will tell you the same thing. There are some things like I remember about a month and a half ago where I probably said something crazy and. I felt like I was ganged on, man. It was crazy, man. Like, it, I mean, by the end of the day, you sit down and, and you understand it's like if like you feel the way you feel, but everyone else feels a totally different way. You gotta look at that. You gotta take that to perspective. Like, who's really crazy here? You think you're sane, and you think what you're saying is straight. And then Aziz even asked me. He was like, "How's that working out for you?" And I had to sit back, like, "Wow." <laughs> I had to sit back, like, "Wow." You know what? It hasn't worked out good for me, man. So I got to do something different. Definitely. I mean, it's, it, it, I think you are evolving and, and everything, but I don't know. I don't know who, whatever God you worship and faith you have, I don't know one faith that tells you to disconnect from people, though. Like, now when we talk about, when we talk about building close relationships, God is definitely the first relationship, or your faith is yeah. definitely the first relationship. But your faith is what you surround yourself around with the, the right people that share that yeah. like-minded faith, that reinforce that faith. Like I said, how could you truly, how could you truly make God a priority if you're not having people around you that challenge you to be the best you can be? And you can't see all angles. You can read something and a person can shed light on it 10 times more. That's why mm -hmm. pastors have gifts. That's why they pastors. If everybody could just read the Bible and understand it, they need them. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you still need the support. That's why they say you should do it in numbers. Anything you believe in, you should believe in in numbers. Yeah, that's a fact. When you have unanswered questions, you have people there to support you. So you're not even doing the best on that level if that's the case, because you should have people surrounding you that actually lift you. You know what I mean? But she wanted the to talk thing, about arguments. She wanted yeah, to just and, and and we can and we can get there. I just want to say something to just to Jessic about like you know, a lot of times people are not gonna challenge what you just said because if somebody, you know, is putting all their time into building a relationship with God and reading the Bible for hours, it's like, that's a positive thing. Who's going to challenge you to do that, right? Who's going to say, you know what, you shouldn't be doing that. But to Jesus' point, like, just because it's a positive doesn't mean that it's still healthy. You know, like, it, it can, it, it, it makes you, it brings something to your life. It's a belief of yours, and that's great. 
But if it's taken away from you connecting with other people, then you're, be, you're, you're working on being the best version of yourself for who? For what? To, to, to sit home and do nothing with it? It's like, uh, I'm, no, but hold on. Like, I'm going to the, I go to the gym, right? And I'm working out and, I, and, and you don't think that I, when I get to a comfortable, not me per se, but when you get to a comfortable body image or whatever the case may be, you're not going to throw that two-piece on. You're not going to wear those short shorts. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, you're going you're gonna to want to flaunt the, the things that you work so hard on. So, you know what I mean? Like, you're working. Yourself. Yeah, like, like if I have all the information if you're gonna be stingy with it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Because you could be paying it forward. You could be connecting with other people who also put God first and who also have the same beliefs and principles as you. And then you guys could, could connect and you guys could build something with that as well. But you're never gonna build with someone if you're just like, I'm just gonna be home reading my Bible. Um, what you said about the bag. Um, work in the bag. I don't know what you <laughs> get in the bag. Yeah, get, get, get in the bag. And, might evolve the Bible. <laughs> like yeah that was a thought a couple of weeks ago so that could have changed but the point is is that it's very self-driven which is not uh uh you have to have a, a level of self-awareness to connect with people but your goal should be connecting with people yeah ultimately in the end but i'm saying like i know i know aziz being a basketball player you know what i'm saying didn't start teaching people how to how to do crossovers until you put that until you put your own work in on the court. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I'm I'm just in that stage right now where I'm putting that work in so that I can so I can properly understand stuff so that I can present the best version of myself that I can be. You know what I'm saying? So like I don't wanna be So you working on to, working on you. Yeah, and working on me. Yeah. That's what that's what I, I I heard that I hear that statement all the time. I'm working on me. And then you meet people and then you gotta compromise certain portions of yourself because it's a compromise. So really, who makes you the best person you're gonna be? A good group, mm -hmm. a great group. You by yourself can tell yourself anything. I look good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm the best looking dude in the world. Like you can do whatever you want when you by yourself. The best people, like the be the only way to really be the best pe person you can be is surrounding yourself by greater people. Everybody- Yeah, but you don't- working, They working on themselves. That's what you tell me all the time. You just don't, you really aren't in a place to really be around people because you're here. And that shows me right off the tip that you are in a place where you are ready to really connect with people. Because I see mm -hmm. the way your wheels turn. You in a whole different stratosphere, brother. Like, I don't know what you're still working on because you articulate well, you got a lot to offer, you know, you question things when you don't understand them. You got a lot to offer, and then you spend an extra year working on you instead of connecting with others. And you already have these strong attributes. We're not talking about Aziz coming out the wound and learning how to play basketball. We're talking about now we already know how to play basketball. Yeah, so we can learn how to cross over together. Well, I'm going to go play ball together. Yeah. test it out in the park. Mm -hmm. How do I know I'm good if I'm not testing out in the park? Yeah. You're not even testing it. So how do you know if you're your best friend? If you're not putting yeah, yourself out there to be in to see if you're your best yeah. To see if you learn from your past mistakes. To see if you still open to have people in your life that weren't the best for you. Now you know you know nonsense and you know that you deserve the best and you know all these things, but you gotta practice it. How long are we gonna work on self? Think about that. How long, how long does that take?
Well, while Jessica speaks, I think you just, I think it's a feeling, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know when it's time, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you think so? Like, like you're not gonna, you're not gonna compromise your principles and your core values, but what do you do when you're still, when, when now you're trying to develop a new set of principles and core values that different from, that differ from the previous core values and principles that you had. Like, yeah, you had a, a, like I had a good foundation. Like, yeah, I was a moral person. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't trying to do no, like I, I, I had great, you know what I'm saying? Morals and integrity, but now I'm trying to bring it to a higher standard based on, you know what I'm saying? A, a new level of understanding that I didn't have before. You know what I mean? Well, so how do you read that but, with other people? But bigger than that, the minute that you decide that you want to change your life, you, ju- you, you actually just put it into play. Like that's how that, how that works. If you decide that, you know what, there's a shift in my principle. I believe this at one point, but now I believe something else. Then you put it into play and you move on with that, that new principle. And then you, you, that doesn't mean that you have to disconnect from people in order to apply it. It just means that when you're meeting the existing people that you have around, you can say, you know, there's been a shift in my principle. I believe this. Now I believe that. Give them choice to see if they still want to deal with you because you're changing the contract and the, 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 the construct of your relationship. And the new people that you meet, you can say, you know, this is who I am. This is what, you know, what I stand for. This is what I believe in. It's just that simple. It's, it's the minute, it's like the minute somebody, you know, no longer wants to be heavy, they go to the gym. The minute that you're, you're in an abusive relationship and you don't want to be in an abusive relationship anymore, you leave. The minute that you at a job that you can't stand and you don't want to go to work anymore, you leave your job. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's just, I know that it, it, it comes across as very simplistic, but it is. It's like when you're but fed you up. Contract, Sorry, man. But what did you say? Basically, what you're saying is no. So I said, but you changed the contract. So I'm listening to what you're saying. So it's like going to the gym or doing this, doing that. At some point, you change. You change the principle. So then, yeah. then you're going to lose people because yes. you have to know you. Yeah. You got old or old ways, whatever the case may be. Once you change your principle, or once you change the contract, people got to get on or get off. You're going a different direction. You have to have the conversation to give choice. I want you to really think about this. We always talk, we talk in these extremes to make the discussion seem like everything goes in extremes. But you have to be unhappy before you want to change. Yeah, that's it. You have to think that something's not working. That's a process. Yeah. So if you're not, if you're not keeping people in the loop of what's going on with you, yeah, you're going to come out of nowhere and these things are going to be changed. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying... We look at, we look at like we're entitled to things when we're attached to other people, but really when we attach to other people, they are part of our journey. So how do you disconnect and say, listen, I'm just going to do me and figure out what's going on with me and not take them along for the ride. Like they're part of you. So you keep them in the loop of what's going on. Yeah. Over time, maybe I might not, I might grow apart. Maybe I might not be going the same direction, but at least you attempt it. Oh, you give choice. Yeah, so if you're, there's nobody i known that just woke up and like, I, I'm, un, I'm unhappy in this relationship. No, you're right. After one that's day. That's a good point. They've been, it's been something that's been going on forever, and they just wasn't speaking up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So nobody just randomly just wakes up and say, I'm going to make this drastic change. You know well, let's I mean? go. So we have, we have about problem. 10 more minutes. Huh? And you were going to just cheese, um comment on the side about currently struggling with her current relationship 
with a partner who doesn't like to argue or go into detail and prefers not to talk about things when she prefers to air things out respectfully. Yeah, well, I mean, I could definitely trust that. I think yeah, in a healthier way, you're in a healthier place. And we always say with your strengths, the other person should follow your lead. If they're not willing to follow your lead and you really think that's the best way to be in a relationship, y'all on separate sides, you're gonna have to have a different discussion. I think everything starts with having a dialogue, having a discussion. Everybody runs away from ultimatums, but when it comes down to it, if a person is not budging, ultimatums is gonna come. It's not you giving them the ultimatum, it's them not budging, so you have to give them the ultimatum. It don't just come out of nowhere. So if the person is not arguing back and forth with you or having discussion or airing it out when you want to air it out, then you have to have a different discussion because your principles are in a different discussion, excuse me, because your principles are in a they're not yeah. on the same page. Because if you believe, y'all both believe the best way to do things is to discuss it and have a strong discussion or air it out, then that should be simple. But if he believes, yo, I don't even want to talk about it and you believe we should talk about it, then you're going to have to have a different discussion about your relationship as a whole. Absolutely, and that's going to... Happy in that relationship where you got to bottle things up because you're going to have to con concede what he's doing because he's the stubborn mute. He's not budging. So either you're going to stay in a relationship, concede to what he's doing, and like actually cater to his weakest side, or you're going to use your strength and he tell him he has to come your direction or y'all got to have to have a different discussion. And I guess he's gonna have he's gonna have the discussion with you. Because all he's gonna breed is unresolved issues. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that although he doesn't like to argue and he doesn't want to air air things out, I'm sure it comes up it comes out in other ways. I'm sure he's showing his uh, that he's unhappy in certain areas and not saying it to you directly, but he's showing you. So I do think that or oh, if he's not showing you, then really deep down, like when people suppress a lot of things they're not they, they they're not really dealing and that's also not 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 cool either so because that also comes up it comes out in other ways and he may blow up out of nowhere and you're like what the hell just happened so i do think that my our advice to you chi is to have a discussion not about the actual argument at hand but talk about the overall type of relationship that you want versus what he wants and how are you guys supposed to move forward together if you don't have the platform to discuss the things that you are, that that are the disconnect in your relationship. If you never discuss the disconnect in your relationship, it doesn't ever go away. They just come out another way and you'll be fighting a different fight instead of the arguing. You know, you guys, the, the communication starts to break down. You start to get resentful. Um, he may, you know, and it happens, like, you know, people start to, to, to find reprieve in other relationships with other people. Like they'd rather be with their friends than come home. And you know, it comes out in so many different other ways. So again, I think you should have the conversation, not just about the arguing part, about the argument, but it's bigger than that. It's about the belief about how you guys are supposed to have a healthy relationship if you don't have the platform to air things out when you need to air things out. And I want to thank Jerry, cause I was lazy by saying, I gotta have a different discussion. I should have mapped out how the discussion should take place. But she basically covered that for me. So I'm going to say I apologize for that because I should have been a lot more clear on how you should address it going forward. You know? I mean, you threw me you threw me with the alley hoop and I just like, that's it. Alley hoop? <laughs> alley hoop? <laughs> Is that how you say it? I don't know. Alley hoop. Alley hoop. Oh, what? <laughs> so, well, you guys get it. 
we 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 you know we always start off with a topic and then we kind of chop it up, which we do want we want you know we don't want it to be a just us just educating and that's it. We want everybody to have a discussion. I'm glad everybody was able to open up. You know, drastic measures, man. You know, we happen to be family, so I go at you in a whole different way because obviously we represent one another. And I always want you to be in the best place you're gonna be, brother. So like, appreciate it, appreciate that, yeah, build, build that strip, that strong structure, man. So when y'all stacking, y'all stacking together, man. You know what I mean? If a thousand is coming in from each party, you stack a lot quicker. Yeah. I want you to know that. So you could go out and bust your behind, but if 10 people busting their behind on my end and you just busting your behind, you'll never catch up. So that would go with Darrell's situation on where he's fighting for now. That would mm -hmm. be one of my jewels I dropped. One, one situation involves over the other. Because everybody in our communities is sitting here with individuality while the other communities are building together. That's what's going on. So you gotta really be focused on what's being fed. The best thing is people. You gotta, anytime you have a barbecue, life is great, right? Everybody mm -hmm. brings something, right? You have a potluck, life is great, right? Everybody brings something. So you don't even, you could barbecue anytime and be poor because everybody bringing something. You're not doing, you're not, you're not giving, you're not, funding the whole barbecue. You see what I'm saying? It's different when you're funding the whole barbecue. Drastic, you're funding the whole barbecue. I want you to have a potluck. Mm. You know what I mean? In your life. Where people, really? the thought is coming from every angle. You get what I'm saying? And everybody eating. Although we can do everything by ourselves, we don't have to do everything by ourselves. Okay. And the badge of honor should come from us connecting with healthy people instead of have, saying, hey, I could do this by myself and, you know, I'm strong because of it. It's, it. It takes a lot of strength to build relationships with other people. It's not easy. Definitely. Not you have to be vulnerable. You have to communicate. You have to factor in other people's feelings. You have to align on healthy things, like make sure that your principles are aligned, your beliefs are aligned, you guys are moving in the right direction. Like those things are not easy. Like health, those things are not those things require some type of work. And again, you can, you can get it, but like Jasmine said, you have to sustain it. And if you can't sustain it, then maybe you need to reevaluate the things that you want and make sure that you are, you have the things in place in order to sustain it. But that's the, that's the badge of honor. Like I got three solid friends. Ooh, I'm, a super, I'm a superhero. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's not, it's not, um, when you put in, you, you put in a lot of work and it's not, the work like damn I gotta show up every day but it's there's times when there's conversations that need to be had and you don't really want to have that conversation but you know what you signed up to show up and be present every day to have those conversations there's times when I'm being held to a standard or being held accountable I don't want to be held accountable I just want to do my own thing I want to be a loner like like drastic and just kind of like you know do my nails or go get my nails done and you know just on a Saturday just do my own thing but that's not what I signed up for you know what I mean that's not what I said I wanted so I can't just tap in and out what I feel like. Say, listen, I need a me day. Yeah, exactly. You're not in the cage. Yeah, exactly. So it, I think when people think of group, they think of a trap. They think of, oh, I have to factor in all those people, all those other people. But you should want to do it because the 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 reward is in the togetherness, and that's something that you should want. So yes, it takes us 
I mean, an hour to get out the house altogether. It takes me 20 minutes, you know what I mean? But that hour is worth it because then we could all leave together. You know what I mean? And I think that when you, when you really think, when you really are honest about what you truly want and you are okay with the fact that, yes, it may take me an extra hour to get out the house before the people and, take, and rather than the 10 minutes that it takes me, it's worth it to, to take that extra hour. And I think that you need to find people or just everyone needs to find people that they can build with that they that they don't mind taking that extra hour with. And I think that's what it all boils down to. Definitely. And I, I know we supposed we leave at 1030. I want to answer Wendy's question real quick. And she was saying she said something about how how do you find like minded people if you already have trust issues? First off. When you have trust issues, you bring that you bring that lack of trust to the relationship. So it's gonna be hard to find like me, like-minded people because well, let me let me let me take that back. It's easy to find like-minded people because there's a lot of people with trust issues. So yeah. is to find out where them trust issues come from and to to find the root of them and actually go in wanting people around you that you can't trust. So that's where it starts. Finding people that don't perpetuate your trust the the, the 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 same cycle of you having those trust issues find people that are doing different things going through different things moving in different directions you know that you can't actually trust blind but you know it's 10 30 i want to you know thank everybody for showing up drastic god bless you we thought she wasn't going to show up i know thank yeah, you so much for coming way to show up and Molly, second time. And well, always, man, always. You know, Jasmine, Jessica, Wendy, she, you know, Juice. Juice. <laughs> See you. But everybody, thank you again for having such a great discussion. If you guys didn't already do it, please um, um, forward, share. <laughs> it's been a long day. Share on your Facebook page. This is another great discussion that I think that other people could truly benefit from. So I'm just putting it out. I think that it's the more we put it out there, the more we can educate, the more that we can foster thought, the more people could, could people could start communicating in an effective manner. Um, but we appreciate you guys all being here. Yeah. And Daya, yeah. good night. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. If you're not busy tomorrow, 6 o'clock tomorrow, man. If you're not busy, 6 p.m. tomorrow. All right. All right.